Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back. Welcome to another episode. I hope you're having a good day. I am having a fantastic day so far. Got up early, did some yoga. I've gotten a lot accomplished this morning. I always feel great when I have like a a good morning where I'm just, I feel like I'm getting stuff done, checking stuff off of my list. And uh, it doesn't always happen that way. But on the days it happens, I'm like, yeah. So we'll see how the rest of the day goes. <laughs> it's only uh, like 10.30 a.m. right now. So uh, there's still a chance for me to get very uh, distracted and discombobulated and have some executive dysfunction kick in and maybe the rest of my day won't be as smooth. But I have hope. I started strong. I have a lot to get done today. And so I'm hoping I can finish strong. Anyway, that's the update on my day. I have something exciting to talk about today. But before I dive into that, I do want to mention the Patreon real quick. If you didn't know, I started a Patreon for the podcast. It's one tier right now, $5 a month, and it gets you access to our private online community of listeners. So it's really shaping up to be a cool little community over there already. I appreciate those of you who have already subscribed, and I am really excited to see how it grows and where it goes from here. I already have ideas of more perks that I want to offer you guys and stuff that I want to do down the road once the community gets a little bit bigger and we're a little bit more settled in and and have kind of gotten to know each other a bit. So I've got I've got plans and I've got ideas but for now we're just we're just hanging out over there on Discord, getting to know each other. So if you're interested in checking that out, I will put the link in the show notes and you can hop on over there and do that and subscribe if you wish. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Okay, so on to the topic for this episode, which is the show that I just finished watching called Love on the Spectrum US. So... I'm pretty sure that all of you will be familiar with Love on the Spectrum. If you're not, brief synopsis, it's a reality show about different autistic adults who are basically looking for love. They're looking for a partner. They're looking for a relationship, a romantic relationship, if you will. The first two seasons were in Australia, and this season was in the U.S., and so... I didn't even know this was going to be a thing. Actually, my mom texted me and filled me in. She was like, did you see that there's Love on the Spectrum US on Netflix? And I was like, no, I did not. And so, of course, I hopped right on over and started watching it. And uh, I do really love this show. I loved the first two seasons. But my one gripe about the show was that it did sort of showcase that stereotypical autistic presentation. Um, All of the people had pretty similar support needs and it was just sort of a more narrow view, which as you all probably know, if you've been listening is one of my pet peeves. I'm like, can we please show different kinds of autistic people now? Thank you. Um, 
but the show was so good otherwise that I, I could overlook it because it just, to me, it's just a feel good show and it does, um, sort of contradict the stereotype that many people have about autistic people that we aren't interested in relationships or we're incapable of having relationships, uh, that we don't want love, that we don't have those desires, that we're not sexual beings, you know? So all of those things are, um, not true, obviously. And this show (laughs) shows people that people who may not know that about autistic people. Um, so Anyway, the U.S. version this season, uh, I was really happy to see that they have expanded the, um, the, the types of autistic experiences that they have shown on the show. So, for instance, the... One of the things I was most excited about is that the relationship expert on the show, her name is Jennifer Cook. She's the one who comes in and kind of helps some of the people prepare for their dates. Um, On the Australian show, it was a woman named Jodi. And this season, it's a woman named Jennifer. And she is autistic herself. And she's in her mid-30s. And she was diagnosed later in life and she is married and she has three kids and she is a therapist and she's a professional woman who is autistic. And I am so happy. I feel like this is the first mainstream show about autism that has shown something like that. And so that made me infinitely happy. So happy that I almost could not fall asleep that night. I was so excited about it. Uh, so that was one major, major high point of the show for me. Um, I do want to just kind of talk about each person real quick. There were, let's see, how many people were there? There was one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six contestants not contestants it's not a game show what are they I don't know like participants I guess in the show um and like I said just like a broad array of different types of autistic people which again thank you so happy uh so I'll start by talking a little bit about Danny she is amazing. She started her own animation company at the age of 14. Her obvious special interest is animation. It's her entire life. It's all she wants to do. It's all she wants to talk about. She wants her potential partner to hopefully have an interest in animation too. I loved her. I thought that she was um, very smart, very assertive, and very confident. And I liked seeing a confident, assertive, autistic woman who um, is educated. She has her master's degree. She's a PhD candidate. She owns a business. Um, But she's still, okay, so despite all that, she still has her 
her struggles and she still has supports in place. And I think it's important to show that view that, yeah, there can be people in the world who are both, you know, there are autistic people who can be very successful, but also need support in their day-to-day life. It's like, it's not one or the other. And I think sometimes people see that as like a very black and white or binary thing. It's like, there's either these you know, super successful, high functioning, sorry, their words, not mine, autistic people, um, who are savant and geniuses and they don't need anything. And then, or there are like the intellectually disabled, um, low functioning, according to them, population that, you know, needs massive support. So it's good to show, I think, that, there's a lot of gray area in there and there are a lot of people who fall right in the middle of that where it's like yeah I can kill it in some areas and I need support in some different ways too you know it's not just one or the other hang on I gotta take a sip of my water okay moving on so there were two other people on the show who really stood out and who were very different from the normal view of what we see. Um, One of them was Steve, who's an older man. He's 63 years old. And not only is he an older autistic person, and that has never been showcased on the show before, but also he just received his autism diagnosis um, a couple of years ago. And so he's a newly diagnosed older autistic person. And to me, that is fantastic that they are showing this type of situation because so many people out in the world also may not understand that there are many autistic people out there who have not been diagnosed and who are just walking around as adults, not even realizing that they're autistic. Um, you know, even my, that therapist that I saw recently was like, yeah, you know, usually if you're not diagnosed by the time you're 12 with these things, you don't have them. And I'm like, what? Not true. I don't know where you're getting that factoid from, but that's not real. Um, so I'm glad that a show that is so, uh, popular and mainstream as this one is showing someone who's an older adult who is having this experience of, newly discovering that they are autistic. And I know that I've had some listeners reach out to me who are in that age demographic, who are either just now um, self-diagnosing or just now realizing or just now getting formally diagnosed with autism. And uh, I can't imagine because it's already hard enough for me in my early 40s to sort of unpack my entire four decades of existence and take a look at it and sort of try and recalibrate and reframe everything and move on in this experience of life with this new knowledge. And I just, to get diagnosed that late in life must be, I mean, amazing, but also difficult in many ways. So Steve was great. He won my heart. I pretty much want to go hang out with him and be his best friend. Also, 
Um, another thing about Steve is he reminds me so much of my mom. Like the way he just kind of carries himself, the way he converses with people, the types of jokes and humor that he uses is all very much my mother. And I said that to my mom and I was like, mom, you should date Steve. She is his age. She's one year younger than him. And I'm just like, mom, how do we find Steve? Let's hook you up. Cause you guys would be like such a cute couple. And she was like, I would totally date Steve. I'm like, yeah, he's a good looking older guy. He's so, so, so sweet. I almost cried a couple of times watching his segments because just some of the stuff he said, Oh, it just made me feel sad for him that, you know, things probably could have worked out differently for him if he had known that he's autistic. You know, it's just, it's such a shame. Uh, he said at one point, like, I have such a good heart and I don't want it to go to waste. And that's why he wanted to find someone. And I was just like, oh my God, uh, I feel like my heart broke into a million pieces for him because, you know, he is getting older and... I'm sure he feels like he's running out of time to find someone and and it was very evident that he's very ready and uh I just I I love Steve. I love Steve so much. I can't say it enough. Um so yeah, that was Steve and he's sort of like also uh similar to Danny in that it seems like he is very kind of in that gray area of being a person who can manage, but just needs a little help, you know? So it's sort of a, another representation of someone who's not just one way or the other, you know? Uh, so I appreciated that about Steve. Okay. Um, and the person who I related to most on the show, I was also very excited to see someone like her on the show. Her name is Kaylin. And Kaylin to me was um, the perfect representation of, <laughs> at least in my view, of how difficult it can be to be a person in the world who can pass as neurotypical. Uh, because this was sort of Kaylin's experience in dating was like trying to figure out how to navigate uh, a relationship with someone when she is autistic but it's not necessarily um, as evident to people from the first time meeting her and it's a thing that she has to choose whether or not to disclose and if she does choose to disclose it when I mean obviously if you're getting into a romantic relationship with someone that's gonna go somewhere you're definitely I mean they're gonna probably need to know that you're autistic at some point she did talk a little bit about how she was dating someone at some at some point and really liked him and thought it was going fine and then she disclosed that she was autistic and uh, that was that. He ended the relationship and I was like, wow. Um, but yeah, I can see that happening because there are so many misconceptions about autism. And she talks a lot about that and a lot about the struggles of, of that type of situation. Um, and 
I don't know, I really related to her. I feel like I'm pretty similar to her in a lot of ways. In fact, um, my partner said to me as we were watching the show together, they were like, uh, she reminds me of you a lot. And I was like, I relate to her a lot, but, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing someone like that on the show and having that struggle showcased, you know, because I feel like we see a bunch of the same, uh, stuff over and over that autistic people struggle with. And we never see that side of things where it's like more of like the choices that you might have to make as an autistic person, uh, in regard to how you interact with others, how you choose to let people perceive you, how you choose to disclose certain things. It's just, it's such a relevant topic and a relevant problem and a relevant struggle for so many of us, uh, myself included, that it was really, really great to see that on the show. So the one gripe I have with this show is that um, Steve and Kaylin both were not set up with other autistic people. So on the show, typically, it seems like the producers set up these dates and they find people who they think would be a good match. Um, I don't know if it's because... I, I, I can't figure out why it was done in the way it was. Um, so Steve, the older gentleman, um, was using an online dating site to find his dates and he went on two dates and neither of them worked out. And, um, you know, it was, it was not an ideal situation, I don't think. Um, and same with Kaylin, she did speed dating and they showed her also doing some, um, some like scrolling or swiping on a dating app and, uh, then did speed dating. And Danny also did speed dating at one point in the show. And I'm like, speed dating though, is really not conducive to, the autistic way of being, I don't think. Like, for me, speed dating sounds like a nightmare. Like, you have five minutes with a person to small talk and kind of try and get to know someone, and, like, that's just not... Yeah, I feel like that would be really, really difficult. Um, so, yeah, Kaylin's dates weren't set up, and neither were Steve's, and I thought that was kind of odd, because I was like, you know, there are plenty of autistic men and women out there who are similar to Steve and to Kaylin who could have been set up with them so maybe there was a better chance of the dates being successful uh because it is hard like when you're a autistic person trying to date neurotypical people it's you know especially at first and if they and if there are like preconceived ideas about autistic people and it's just kind of like I felt a little bit like it was setting them up for failure. Uh, and so that kind of bothered me. I was like, that's kind of weird that they did it that way. Um, anyway, there were a few other people in the show. A young woman named Abby who was super cute. She's like a little ray of sunshine. She was very endearing. I just, I thought that she was very sweet and um, just enjoyable to to watch her have her 
first dating experiences and stuff like that. It was, it was great. And then there was another young gentleman named Sabode. Sabode, I mean, not super young. He was in his thirties, but he had never been on a date before either. And, uh, then there was James who, I don't remember how, I think James was in his early thirties too. Um, and James was super funny. He was, he was a Renaissance fair enthusiast and was very excited about that, which I thought was, um, awesome. Just like the way you could tell that, that he was just very into, I mean, it's obviously his, his special interest. He would get very excited about showing his, his swords and his different outfits and his, you know, cosplay things. And I was just like, I don't know. I just love it. I just, I think it's, I don't know. I just love it. And I guess maybe from my point of view, I look at that and I'm like, Oh, I wish that like, I'm envious a little bit because I have learned through many years of growing up, uh, as an autistic person that I've learned to kind of like, um, subdue my excitement about things because, um, it's not usually socially acceptable for adults to be that excited about things. Um, and it makes me happy to see people being that excited openly and authentically. And that is something that I aspire to. That is a quality that I would like to reincorporate back into my life um, in certain ways. It just, I feel like so many of us got discouraged from being excited about our special interests because people are like, oh, you talk about this thing too much or like you just got the you got the sense that it wasn't okay in some way, you know? So I don't know, just, just watching James and seeing how excited he was about all of his things. I was like, that's amazing. Like, I love it. And that's one of the ways I'm going to try and unmask is to allow myself to be excited about those certain things that I'm excited about and talk about them, uh, openly and freely. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was all of the people on the show. Overall, it was a good watch. It was not enough uh, episodes. It was only six episodes long. I was really disappointed. I was like, why is it so short? I want it to keep going on. Overall, I really love this show, you know, obviously. Um, but this season in particular, I, I thought it was really great how they, how they expanded the horizon for us and letting the the public the larger population of people who are watching this show get a glimpse into um the actual broadness of the spectrum (laughs) you know it's not all just one thing and I think it's really cool that they that they did that and that they showed it that way and I'm looking forward to more seasons and I'm hoping they continue um, having people on that are really different from one another, um, but all the same in the sense that they all are autistic. Uh, so yeah, uh, 
anyway, what do you guys think of it? Let me know if you want to. I'm interested to know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's all I want to say. When I get to the end of the episode, I always think if I said everything I want to say... And who knows if I did or if I didn't. Sometimes I'll stop recording and I'll be like, oh, dang, I meant to talk about this one thing or I meant to say that one thing and it was too late at that point. So I guess there's no reason to um, fret or worry about it too much. Okay, this is going to be my usual awkward ending. It's already starting to happen. I need to just wrap it up and say goodbye, but it's not that easy, guys. Um, Okay, so if you want to reach out, Email is in the show notes. You can follow on Instagram if you want or join the Patreon. Uh, All of those links I'll put in the show notes for you guys. And uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Okay, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day or evening or night, wherever you're at. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.